Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. According to legend, the 12th century priest St. Anthony was once approached by a distraught woman whose jealous husband was convinced that their newborn baby wasn't his and had threatened to kill them both. When Anthony visited the family, he turned to the infant and said, Tell me, child, who is your father? Miraculously, the baby pointed toward the jealous husband, calmly replied, That is my father, and they all lived happily ever after. So. Yes, questions and drama about paternity go a long way back before daytime talk shows like Maury. Though, as far as we know, St. Anthony never sold mugs or t-shirts emblazoned with the catchphrase, You are not the father! Until the advent of accurate DNA testing in the 1980s, there was no way to be 100% certain of who a child's biological father was. But that didn't stop people from trying. 19th and 20th century scientists and pseudoscientists were obsessed with unlocking the mystery of paternity and tried just about everything to discover the holy grail of heredity. Meanwhile, newspapers fueled the paternity test frenzy by closely covering sordid stories of cuckolded husbands, lecherous celebrities, and their disputed progeny. In the 1920s, for example, there was a rash of anxiety in the United States over babies allegedly being swapped in hospital maternity wards. Judges were put in the Solomon-like position of having to decide who these babies' legitimate parents were, and people were desperate for an objective test that could solve paternity suits once and for all. Some researchers insisted that the ridges on the roof of the mouth contained patterns that were passed from father to child. Others relied on the racist pseudoscience of eugenics to create a list of physical traits like nose size, ear shape, and hair texture that they claimed passed from generation to generation. Uh, But the man who really captured the popular scientific imagination in the 1920s was Dr. Albert Abrams and his oscillophore. 
Abrams had developed theories about the human body's electrical system, which he called the Electronic Reactions of Abrams, or ERA. Convinced, like many others, that the key to unlocking heredity was in the blood, he invented a preposterous-looking instrument called an oscillophore that purported to measure the precise electronic vibrations in drops of blood based on heredity. Uh, Irish blood vibrated at 15 ohms, Jewish blood at 7 ohms, etc. Despite the suspect and racialized science behind the oscillophore, one Judge Thomas Graham of the Superior Court of San Francisco hired Abrams to determine the outcome of a high-profile paternity suit involving a man named Paul Vittori, who refused to pay child support for an infant daughter that he claimed wasn't his. Abrams' magical machine found that Vittori was indeed the father, instantly making the eccentric doctor one of the most in-demand paternity experts in the world. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke with Nara Milinich back in 2019. She's a history professor at Barnard College and author of the book Paternity, The Elusive Quest for the Father. She said, if we can agree that an electronic blood test is crazy and that this invention is ludicrous, why did it get so much press? And why did a California judge think this was useful technology? Milanich believes the answer to why quacks like Abrams got so much traction is because a frustrated legal system wanted scientific panacea for solving the paternity problem. Also, American society in the 1920s was grappling with anxieties over rapidly changing gender roles and a new culture of feminine sexual independence. These tests, as inaccurate as they actually were, offered the air of assurance. But what's even more remarkable is what happened next. Because in the 1930s, scientists discovered that human blood really did contain some definitive clues to a person's parentage. It wasn't electronic vibrations, but blood grouping, or what we now know as blood typing. A, B, A, B, O, and positive and negative versions of each. A blood grouping follows some immutable rules. For example, if a baby has type AB blood and his mother has type A blood, then the father must have B or AB blood. Finally, judges could use actual science to determine if a man could realistically be a child's father. But even science, it turns out, has limitations. In the 1940s, famed entertainer and womanizer Charlie Chaplin was taken to court in a paternity case brought by his former protege, Joan Barry. Barry was 23 years old and Chaplin 54 at the time, and she alleged that he was the father of her newborn baby named Carol Ann. The court case, deliriously covered in the papers, featured the first high-profile use of blood group testing in a paternity suit. And when the results came in, they conclusively showed that Chaplin could not be the father of Carol Ann. Case closed, right? Science wins the day? Not so fast. The jury, composed of 11 women and one man, found that Chaplin was indeed Carol Ann's father— if not biologically, then by the merit of his close relationship with her mother, and his infamous history of marrying and quickly discarding much younger women. Despite the real progress made in paternity science, the problem of paternity hadn't gotten less complicated. Milanich said, The problem with the chaplain's suit wasn't with the test. 
it was that people have different definitions of the father, one that's biological and one that's social. We've asked science to solve something that isn't scientific. Going back to ancient Rome, a husband was legally considered the father of his wife's children, no matter their paternity. This legal principle is still the law in many U.S. jurisdictions. A husband may still owe child support to a child he raised, even if a paternity test says he's not the real dad. However, California law was changed in 1953 to basically say that if a test showed that a man was not the father of a child, then the matter would be considered resolved, and other states have followed suit. DNA paternity tests, which went mainstream in the 1990s, have taken all of the guesswork out of determining the identity of a biological father. They're now something like 99.99% accurate, if done right, and can be bought for around 100 bucks at your local drugstore, or online, or even conducted in a mobile DNA testing van. But, as Milanich argued in her book, even the perfect paternity test leaves a lot of questions unanswered. She said, Who, as a society, do we want fathers to be? That's not something a geneticist can solve. Today's episode is based on the article, Who's Your Daddy? The History of Paternity Testing, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Dave Ruse. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.